0: Today's episode is brought to you by REI Blackbook. Receive a 14-day free trial plus access to two popular workshops to help you hit the ground running. Go to reiblackbook.com forward slash DPI to learn more. For using this special offer, you will receive a 14-day free trial to check out this amazing system for yourself. I have personally used this system for over six years, and it's helped me wholesale over 500 properties. That's right, over 500 properties. It's truly one of my secret weapons. So head on over to reiblackbook.com forward slash DPI to learn more about this amazing CRM and marketing platform. Again, that's reiblackbook.com forward slash DPI.
1: Welcome back to the Discount
0: Property Investor Podcast. Our mission is to share what we have learned from our experience and the experience of others to help you make more money investing like a pro. We want to teach you how to create wealth by investing in real estate the discount property investor way. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. Thanks for tuning in. All right, guys, welcome back to the show. This is your host, David Dodge, and today I have a special guest, Mr. Max keller and max keller is a best-selling author real estate investor entrepreneur and he's a national speaker and today max is joining us and he's going to talk about closing more deals and raising more money with a book that positions you as the trusted expert i love it something new and fresh max welcome to the show my friend yeah glad to be here let's make it happen Hell yeah. Well, Max, good to have you. I'm grateful for your time. Thanks for coming on today. Let's jump right in. Who is Max Keller and what do you what do you spend most of your time on, man? You're a best selling author, a real estate investor, entrepreneur, speaker. You know, what are you what are you working on right now, Max?
1: Yeah, sure. So yeah, I'm a full-time real estate investor in uh, Fort Worth, Texas. And so I'm investing in real estate. Um, I have a publishing company. You know, I, I um, I've been doing that five years full-time and, you know, really like it. Real estate's a good business. Um, didn't initially intend to get into it full-time. I was a, a math teacher and coach and, and loved doing that and um, just wanted to get into, you know, real estate, purchasing discount properties. Just like one or two a year was my goal when I started. I just wanted to, you know, supplement my income, you know, start building some, you know, kind of like a retirement portfolio, you know, so when I retired as a teacher, I'd have, you know, a little extra. My pay was kind of locked in. And, um, you know, everybody who's kind of been bit by the real estate bug knows, I mean, you know, just sort of takes over. And so I just learned, got some local advice, flipped uh, or wholesale my first property, um, you know, made a good five-figure profit on it, reinvested into my next deal, quit my job. And now five years later, you know, I've discovered a really good niche that's serving us really well in our home buying business, uh, Save Your Home Buyers. You can check us out on Facebook. And um, I have a unique way that I've, you know, market for these leads and it's, it's just really happened super unexpectedly and I'm, you know, just looking forward to sharing it with your audience and just trying to spur some, you know, new ideas.
0: I love it, Max. Very cool. Very cool. Thank you for giving us a little introduction about yourself today. Uh, you've been doing this, it sounds like, about as long as I have full time for maybe five or six years, give or take, something like that.
1: Yeah. Um, right. had,
0: you, had, had you been investing prior to that at
1: all in, with real estate or no? No, not really. I tried to start doing real estate when I was in my 20s. um, But I really didn't know. I just was kind of lost. I thought I knew more than I really did. I didn't understand just how to be coachable. You know, I'm really different than I was. I think maybe every decade we change. So I, I always like drove around when I first got my license. I would go pull flyers for houses. I always wanted to live in a in a better house, a bigger house. And um you know, I, I, so I was like always into real estate. I just couldn't figure out how to get into it. And then when my friend, (laughs) you know, bought a rent house, it kind of got me, you know, the idea. And then it just, I mean, it's obviously taken over and I love it, but it's a good business. I don't think it's going to go anywhere.
0: No, no, not at all. I've been investing for probably close to 16, 17 years, but only full-time for about five or six. So uh, I was just curious. Yeah, you're absolutely right, though. It's definitely not going anywhere. You know, people need food, they need water, and they need a roof over their head. You know, right. like, just, it's is just kind of one of those things. You know, it's to- definitely top three, top five things you need to survive. You got to have shelter, you freeze, you will die from mosquito bites, whatever it is. You got to have a house at some point, right? So uh, totally agree with that. Well, uh, Max, let's jump in, man. Let's talk about, you know, closing more deals and raising more money with a book that positions you as the trusted expert. So, you know, I don't know Max, we talked we chatted for just a couple of minutes prior to the show, but right. I told Max, I said Max, I got two books, man. I got The Ultimate Guide to Wholesale in Real Estate and I have The Burr Method. Both of these can be found on Amazon. We're working on our third book right now. Actually, we're working on two more books right now. But we're not really working on anything specifically that says that we're home buyers that we would actually give right to a seller or that we would give to another investor to get money or, you know, anyone that would be a private lender essentially. So this is a whole different approach and I think it's really, really cool. So let's talk about like, you know, maybe why you stumbled across this or how this started and then we can talk about the fact that you've turned it into a business.
1: Yeah, okay, great. So yeah, so I went full time and, you know, I'm investing in 2015 and the first year, two years just kind of flew by, went really well. You know, I was, um, 2017, I think I was on track to do, you know, 30 or 40 houses that year, you know, full re- retail flips, a few wholesales. Um, so like things were going good, but what I was noticing in my market was, and this is, I'm in Dallas, Fort Worth is, you know, the, you know, we talk about, you know, on this show, you know, buying at a discount. Well, I was noticing that discount was starting to shrink. And so the return on my, on my ad spend on all of my marketing channels was just getting smaller and smaller. And so the first way I tried to fix it was by just doing like more channels. So literally I was the guy who was in every mastermind. I'm buying every list. I'm stacking all the lists. I'm trying a lot of different things. Let ways. me
0: guess. Let me guess. You were doing more deals, but your expenses were going up and you were yeah. making less money than you were.
1: Yeah, exactly. You got it right. <laughs> that to you I've been there. You I'm, coming,
0: yeah. I'm coming out of that right now right. where it's like, man, I'm doing, you know, we went from doing six or seven deals to 12 or 14, but we're making less money because our expenses
1: are through the roof. So, right. you got you to gotta balance that. Yeah. So, I love it. I love it. Yeah. So, that's what I did is the first thing is like, I knew there was a problem. So, I wanted to solve it and then it didn't actually take very long to figure out what the problem was. You know, the problem was, is that the stuff I was sending out to other people, you know, they, my motivated sellers were getting the same messages from, you know, all the other fix and flippers and all the other wholesalers in my market. That number was growing every day. What else was growing was, is the number of people that were willing to pay more than I was willing to pay. What also was growing was it was getting easier for motivated sellers to find those people who are willing to pay more. So like every metric is sort of going in the wrong direction. The only one that was going in the right direction was just increasing, you know, retail prices. That's obviously, you know, a good thing when you buy it 6 months later, half of the profit you made is on the appreciation.
0: But Yeah, the competition has gone, you know, 3x, 4x since yeah. when I started 5 years ago. I think that a lot of it has to do with, you know, the barriers to entry are a lot less now. Like, you know, I endorse PropStream. You can see I got my t-shirt on today, yeah. right? I and, use that you know, for like know, yeah, PropStream's great, you know. And like with PropStream, you can get motivated seller lists. You can get you can get a contact for a penny. You know, right. it's a hundred bucks a month for ten thousand exports. That's a penny and a list for, for to build a list. Mm-hmm. And you can run unlimited comps, so you don't even need to be an agent. Before I first started, if you weren't an agent, you had to get somebody's MLS access or become their assistant to get right. access. Now you don't. Um, on top of that, there's cold calling and cold texting. That mm-hmm. It's just plug and play. And it it reduces the cost of market down to like two or three cents versus 50 cents to send a letter. Right. You know, so you don't need like, I remember my first campaign, Max, was, you know, I hired Joe McCall as as my coach when I first started. And I think my first campaign has got to be six years ago was like 15 or 1800 bucks. I didn't have the money. I put it on a credit card. I was just thinking, you know, screw it. Let's do it. Let's give it a shot. And, you know, I got a deal or two out of it. And I'm like, I'm going to do that again. And I haven't stopped since. But it's not always been consistent with the mail because that's the most expensive way to market unless you're looking at like AdWords or radio, you know. So,
1: yeah, 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 exactly right. So, yeah, and that's funny you said that because actually the first deal that I wholesaled and made five figures, how I found my cash buyer was from a Joe McCall video uh, so it's funny that you said that. So he's the OG, awesome.
0: man. Joe's my, he's the OG.
1: I a couple weeks ago. He's really nice. Yeah. So out in Tampa together. And, and, yeah, uh, he's uh, a good yeah. dude. Yeah, super good. So, yeah, so that was my problem. And it was a problem that you face, you know, probably a lot of people are facing right now. And so what I did about it was, is I made, I went through the people that I'd already, you know, done business with, and I made a list, a criteria that fit like what I wanted. Because one of the things was happening was I was making a lot more money, but it was just a real grind and you know versus teaching Uh, I felt like it was just I was on a hamster wheel and you know if I wasn't getting a lot of leads I just I wasn't going to have a business and so I just I really wasn't enjoying my work so for me um, I was actually just thinking about quitting and going back I don't quit but I mean like I was thinking about going back to becoming a math teacher because I just I was making a lot more money but I just wasn't enjoying it so what I did was I was like okay well what would I enjoy and the three criteria that I want like in a perfect deal are, you know a lot of profit for the deal I don't like to do skinny deals um, I want to work with uh, homeowners that you know are not like resistant to my offer so they see me as the consultant the advisor the teacher you know because I was a teacher for seven years right so I want to work with people like that I don't want to work with just transactionally minded people that just you know will go with somebody else after they already committed to me for a hundred bucks and then the last thing was um, you know so so like I said I wanted to I want to work with I any mean, good profit, people who um, you know are not resisting my offer, and then just have fun. You know, the kind of people you get along with. I mean, look, I wanna make money, but I just wanna have fun too. I don't want it to be a miserable job. And so kind of two things happen. One is I went through my list, and uh, most of my list of deals I'd already done did not meet all three criteria. So that was the bad news. The good news was is that ones that did, I was a math teacher for seven years. You don't have to be a math teacher to see the pattern it was so obvious. My best deals for me, everybody's criteria is different. You know, I encourage people create a criteria for you because I really do believe in what Dan Kennedy says uh, in the riches or in the niches. And the niche that I decided to go after was senior homeowners. And the reason was for a myriad of reasons. One, you know, a lot of these senior homeowners, they're it's full equity houses. You know, they're very confused about their options. You know, they've lived in the house 30 or 40 years. They're calling all these different salespeople and that's all they are, salespeople. And they're, you know, they call an investor to find out what their house is worth. The investor tells them why, you know, realtors are no good and they're the best investing company. Here's a picture of my dog and my family, a bunch of stuff nobody cares about. Then they call the realtor, realtor tells them why investors are trouble. They're the best realtor. They have the most letters at the end of their, you know, business card name. And then they, you know, call like a lot of them have to move to assisted living and stuff, you know, and they, they call these other places and everybody's just trying to sell them into stuff and they don't necessarily, the customers that I was working with, these weren't rich people. Okay. These were folks that like, you know, drove a school bus, they retired and they've got a little pension, a little social security They own their house. But there, there's like all these things happening at once. And they're trying to figure out what's going on. And I was like, and my grandma raised me. Uh, for the first like 15 years of my life. And then I took care of her, you know, so like I've always been around seniors, so I liked it. And so I was like, okay, this is who I want to work with. These are the kind of deals I want to do. How do I get more of them? So I went back and looked at all the different, you know, where my, where my senior deals came from. And I saw that they came from kind of random places. It wasn't like I was doing anything systematically. I was like, well, I need to do things more systematically and I want to just go all in and serve these people at a higher level. So I found different ways to target and get my message out. I really tailored my message to exactly you know, what was going on and uh, like, you know, what was going on in the, their minds, right? the senior homeowners, which is different than just a regular homeowner. And I was noticing that the more I was tailoring my marketing, because I was actually really nervous about doing this, because I was like, okay, Max, you're getting less deals right now because of what's going on in, with your marketing in the market. Now we're going to go after a smaller niche, you know, like we're trying to do more deals, not less deals. So I had kind of a scarcity mindset about this and I was nervous, but actually the total opposite happened. So around in my area, my community, I started becoming known as the senior housing guy, you know, the person who had relationships with, you know, local senior places, local agencies, you know, all the stuff seniors need, probate attorneys. And I was just focusing on that niche and I was noticing that the more I learned, about just all the things these homeowners needed, you know, the more um, they trusted me and the more business I was getting. And so another thing I noticed is that a lot of the deals that I was doing, I was the only person um, in the deal, whereas the other deals, it was like a ton of people. And then the other thing I was noticing was, is that um, sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes my offer was quite a bit lower and it was still getting accepted to somebody else. And so like that, and that's profit, right? That's number one right? So I was like, okay, I got to figure out why this is happening. So I just went on a little fact-finding mission. I called one of my sellers who I'd done business with like six months previous. It was the son and, um, you know, adult son of the mom. And I just said, hey, you know, you remember me, Max, save your home buyers. He's like, oh yeah, I remember you. I said, hey, just quick question. Um, you remember like getting a higher offer from somebody else? I thought you mentioned that. And he's like, oh yeah. And I was like, just curious, like, why did you, you know, go with me versus them? Like, I'm glad you did. I like, can't go back, right? But, um, and he said, <laughs> that's really honestly, I was, see, I was thinking that at the time of the deal, but I didn't want to say it and blow up the deal, even though they knew about it. So it wouldn't have made any difference. And but I just, I like, I need this information to really go all in. And so what the son told me was, is the reason, We went with you is because we trusted you you know some of these investors are very transactional in nature and they we felt like they were just trying to hunt us down and they were pressuring us and telling us how crappy our house looked and you know you like seemed like you genuinely cared you listened to us you were helping us you're giving us options that didn't even point to you like you making money and so so i noticed that that was really like the the winning formula the problem was it was really hard to scale so in our business we had five people in our office at the time one other person helped me buy, but when I'm in these living rooms on these you know flower sofas with Mavis, you know sometimes it's three or four hours you know because they got like a million, they got 30 years of real estate questions and it all all you know right here in the living room. And then when the adult children come in, you know they don't know me so they don't trust me and then and then we have to start all over. And so so it was good to go niche, but there were some downsides. and so how I got this idea that really revolutionized our marketing, and is revolutionizing the real estate investing marketing for our students is I got it actually from a motivated seller. So I'm at a house, I'm doing the close, like a closing paperwork, you know, and uh, getting everything, all the contracts signed. And the adult daughter was like, hey, you know, you've helped us out a ton. I helped her parent move into an assisted living facility. I didn't charge anything. You know, I just like, you know, like she knew I was there because I want to make money, but you know, I want to be there too. You can tell when somebody's really not into it. You know, if you, you know, you've probably gone on dates before where you can tell the other person's not into it. Same way when we're buying houses, you can tell when somebody's just there for themselves and I don't care what other people do, but I was there for me, but I was there for them. And she said, you know, you know a lot about this. You've helped us out like tremendously. I mean, it would, it would be a normal situation for people to be crying. They're so relieved because they're in so much pain and stress. And I just came as like their trusted guide and helped them. And she said, you know, have you ever thought about like writing a book about this? And I was like, uh no. And I'm, people who know me, like I'm dyslexic. I was really good at numbers, hence the math teacher, but writing and English, like that would be like, if we went back and saw my high school English teacher and told her that I write books now for real estate investors and they plug into our stuff, she wouldn't believe it for a million years. So like one of the keys I found that's helped me be really successful is coachability. So you know, investing in education, learning from people who've actually been there. I joined masterminds really early and, um, you know, educate myself a lot. But then the other thing was just openness. You know, like I, I had 30, about six years of really bad experiences writing. And, but I just wanted to be open to the possibility. And so I just said, you know, that's a really good idea. Well, I dismissed it. And then I was like, you know, that is a good idea. You know, I could pivot and go in this really competitive landscape, I could go from the person who knows a lot about senior housing to the person who wrote the book on senior housing. And so I didn't really know how to do it at first, but I got some resources, you know, I got some support, some help. It took hundreds of hours, I won't lie. Um, now we've made it really easy where people can plug in and it's so simple. But for me, it was a journey. And I actually have a, a book that I wrote for real estate investors to help them write a book or an ebook, and it's um, I'm, I, we, we sell it but I'm going to offer it to your audience at the end. I don't want to spoil the surprise, but I'll give your audience the code for a limited time. They can download a copy. It's called the real estate investor um, book writing checklist. And it's sort of like what I wish I had because I had no idea, David. I mean, I was so not prepared. So here's what I did. I think anybody just listening, even if you never write a book, but you want to get more business, you want to get more discount properties. Well, how do we do that? Is we got to find the right audience, people to target. And then we got to We have to, you know, obviously there has to be an appeal factor. We have to be speaking to their pain, right? So I just wrote down all the questions I had been asked over and over and over again. And uh, by these sellers in their living rooms, wrote down the answers, pros and cons, and just started building it out. And that became my first book. Uh, It's called Home to Home, the Step-by-Step Senior Housing Guide. And, And then I created a companion workbook to go with it. And that I print out a hundred copies. I didn't really know what I was doing. And I just start giving them away as my business card. And, you know, with the time that we have remaining, if we have time for some case studies, I can share with you like some specific things that happened that I would have never imagined in a million years. And they've been they made a huge, huge difference. It's it's still like it's it's happening. It's already happened too, but like it's still exciting to talk about it because it's so Because when I talk about it with you, it brings back the old memories of like 2017 that were so miserable with my marketing. And now the way I feel now, three years later, is just like so much, um, so much better.
0: Interesting. Very interesting. I like it. So great story, man. Great story. So that was, so you basically stumbled across this from a, from a, you know, you following up with somebody asking for feedback essentially and they said check it out this is something that you should do you didn't think that you had never even thought of it but then you did it you ran with it so you created your book how many pages is your book the one like the one that you give to the seller and it looks like you've got a couple books obviously how many books have you written
1: well now um three but we license them to other people so i'll explain that we kind of that was the award i got with robert kiyosaki that picture we created we got this award for industry innovation of the year and is that a big real estate conference it was nice to get that and to share a stage with Robert and you know Harry Dent and all these really great people was super cool but what was super cool is to do something different because what I was getting tired of is like being seen by my customers like the same as everybody else you know I was I would get called by motivated sellers you know a dime a dozen if I couldn't come over to their house in 30 minutes they'd be like well I'll just call somebody else because you guys are a dime a dozen and, you know, that sucked because when I was a teacher, I wasn't a dime a dozen. I taught at an inner city school. Those kids didn't have a lot of fathers. And I loved every second of what I did. And I made a difference with those kids. I still see them in, you know, the area and I run into them and on Facebook and stuff. They're doing really good. So I want to make more money, but I still want to have some kind of impact. I want to make a difference. And I knew, David, that I was doing the research. I was doing, I was building the relationships. I could add more value to the deal. The problem is, is when I was working with just everybody, well, you know, they didn't see the value when I started working for senior with seniors, they saw the value and they wanted to work with me for that. And so, so it felt a lot better to, um, to do something different and stand out. And so kind of where we took all that was is um, it's kind of a funny story. So I'm using the book in my market and I'm giving it out and I'm noticing these like these benefits um, that I wasn't anticipating. So the first, thing i noticed was i go to somebody's house i give them the book and they're like amazed they think i'm like a celebrity and i'm like no it's just a max and the home buyer guy you know like no big deal and they don't (laughs) want to talk to me they just want to read the book because the book isn't about me i have some real estate investor friends that read some great books and it's their memoir and it's about how to invest in real estate and those are good books but like my motivated sellers don't care about that they just want to know how to fix their problem so i didn't see and all I wanted to do with the book was get more customers. And I read a book that talked about in high margin businesses like we're in, the number one way to make money with a book is not to sell it. People who are already famous are the people who make money selling a book. The way to make money with a book is to get more prospects, more customers. You know, And if I'm wholesaling for an average of 15 grand and my retail fix and flips on a 250 ARV and DFW are you know, 40,000, 45,000, that's a very valuable prospect. And we know this because that's why there's so much competition. Competition's good because you know you're somewhere where there's something going on, but it's bad when you're crowded out. So when I was giving my book out, I was noticing that people were reading it. Um, they didn't even want to talk to me. They were like so interested. So then what I started doing was is when people call us up, I said, well, hey, because um, people call us, I mean, still do if they haven't heard about our book yet. And they're like, hey, you know, I saw your stuff, you know, come over right now, you know, you know, that kind of thing. And I'm like, whoa, 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 hit the brakes. Have you gotten a copy of our book yet? like, your book? And all of a sudden the whole thing switches. Now the control from being in the motivated seller's side of the phone goes to mine because I'm the expert, credible authority here. And I say, well, here's what I'd like to do for you. Do you need us to come over? Like right now is something going on, 911? Or can, can we come over in a couple of days because I want to give you this valuable content so you don't make any mistakes. And, and they're like, okay, what is it? And I'm like, what's my book? I, I'm, so uh, chapter three is all the ways to sell your house. Pros and cons of each one. If I send you a copy of it with a courier and I sign it, will you read chapter three before I come over? And they're like, uh, "Yeah." And it's just like everything has shifted, and the whole power control over the phone has shifted. You know, I'm the person who's writing the prescription. I'm not taking orders from the motivated seller. No disrespect, but I'm the expert in this transaction, so we need to follow the process. And when it gets real crowded and the motivated sellers are getting 1,500 messages every day, you know, they're sort of like, "Okay, cool. These." I have something everybody wants. So if you want to come into my living room and get it, you're going to have to pay me dearly for it. And so how we counteract that whole mindset shift, and we shift it, the whole thing in a seller's market is like that through credibility, expertise, and um, to become more trusting. So we send the book, and it does a couple of things. One is it gives us instant credibility. They read chapter three, they read our story, Then they end up reading the whole book before we come over because they haven't gotten a lot of autographed books from the author. And so two days later, when we come over there, we're already pre-sold before we walk in the door. It used to be, I was trying to interview, it felt like a job interview. I'd be sitting on the couch and I'd be like, all the reasons why you should go with me. And 10 minutes after there's some other investor coming through, you know, and just like, I mean, I've been to some where there's like 10 investors on the front yard, you know, have you ever been to those
0: those too? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, So like, so we don't do that. So what happens is, and when I first, like I said, all this stuff is my experience. My students use it now, but I never expected that in a million years. I'll tell you that right now, but I didn't know any of this was going to happen. It just, it sort of evolved and we picked up the trends and, you know, they were good trends. You know, one thing that you will know, we'll kind of maybe finish up one case study with this, if we have time, um, something totally random, unexpected happened. Well, I'll finish that other story. So one time I was doing this deal, lady got my book. And I'm like, well, who else are you like considering? Cause that's what, you know, I took John Martinez. He's a friend of mine. He does great sales training. He lives in your state. I was just at his house a couple months ago. A really nice guy. And you know, like step six in his training is like, you're supposed to ask who the competition is. So even though I never wanted to ask that question. So I said, well, who else am I competing with for this deal? This was after a book. And the lady goes, well, nobody. I'm like, well, I'm okay with that. But can I ask why? Cause I'm thinking to myself, I'm almost like looking at her kitchen table and there's like a stack of postcards from people who are not me. She goes, well, I did call a couple of people before I found you. But then once I met you, I called them and told them not to come over anymore. And then I had a list of some people pointing to the stack uh, in the junk mail, right? This is how we go from junk mail to the coffee table. It's totally different. The books don't go in the junk mail. They're on the coffee table. She goes, but I didn't call them because why would I work with anybody else when I already have the person who wrote the book on the subject? And I was like, oh, snap. Thank you, Jesus. Very serious way. So uh, I got a call one time. I'll just close with this. I got a call because I know we're getting short on time. I got a call from a church. Didn't know, you know, who they were. Don't know how they got my book, but they said that they had gotten a copy of my book from somebody who goes there and they wanted to know if I could come and speak to their congregation and like do a workshop. And I didn't have, you know, slides. I wasn't really that prepared. I just brought some of my books and I gave one to everybody who showed up. The church did all the marketing. They had all the people there and you know it was so cool because i felt like i was back in the classroom right but instead of you know students and i love working with students but you know the pace not real good being a teacher let's be honest um and now I'm, now i'm in an audience with 25 homeowners all at the same time so i'm basically doing a sales call but instead of doing it with one person i'm doing it with 25 people at once the big difference is is they don't see me as a salesperson <laughs> They see me as an author, an expert, uh, credible, trusted person. Yeah,
0: you you change the narrative, you reframe it completely. I love it. I think it's a great, Something a like great that. approach. So you're typically mailing people a book and then setting an appointment for three to five days be- behind that, typically, right?
1: Sometimes it's sooner, but yeah, usually a couple of days. What we'll do is we'll reach out with our normal channels and the channels that have opened up to us by being um, an author. You know, and they're different. And we teach those, and then yeah, we just we send out our mail now. You know i never knew what a, trans- a a transitional call to action was i always had like a benefit statement you know why you should work with us and our phone number but now how, where we've pivoted you know that was getting us a one percent response rate half a percent but where we've pivoted and increased the response rate three to six times is it sounds it's simple but it it works it's and now i'm kind of learning why but we just put a picture of our book on whatever we send out digital or physical and say hey if you're not ready to sell that's cool, we wrote this book, you can go online and buy it for 13 bucks, or you can call our office, we'll send you a copy for free. And so we get phone calls from that, and that's really where a lot of our warm and cold leads come from. And because we have a follow up system in our business, but most importantly, we have a bandit sign in their living room, which is our book on the coffee table that they cherish, and they don't throw away, it's sort of like automatically following up, and it's making a, like a physical touch point with them. So we're, we have access to people's homes, um, through that, so that helps us convert the warm and cold leads, and we get calls three months, six months later. Uh, because like, there's probably plenty of people before a book for me, and you know, people who who have reached out, you've reached out to David, that you're their number one choice. It's just by the time from when you last reached them to when they want to do something now, they just so many things happen. They just sort of forgot or lost track of our info. I mean, once you agree. Yeah, to- no,
0: that makes sense. Follow up is the name of the game in this business for sure. And if you put if you put a banner sign inside their house, that's awesome. So Max, this is great. I love it. This is amazing. Uh, let's talk a little bit more about the you know your business of helping people, right? So it's easy to see what a powerful marketing tool a book can be. I think everybody agrees on that. For the average investor who's thinking though, like, hey, I buy and sell houses. How am I supposed to write a book? So where do they start?
1: Yeah. Well, the good news is is that if you're thinking that right now, so is your competition. So um, traditionally, writing a book has had a high barrier to entry. That's why very few people do it. Um, we've, we've simplified the process here in the, in the uh, real estate investing space um, and made it easier than ever. But there's really two ways to do it. I'll break them down real quick. So there's, there's DIY and ROI. So the DIY method is for the investor that's used to doing all aspects of the deal themselves. They like to roll up their sleeves, you know, get their hands dirty. It takes a little bit longer to, you know, see results from that method, a little more trial and error. But if somebody wants to go DIY in their business, there's like nothing wrong with that at all. And so what we've done is created the first of its kind. It's called um, the Real Estate Investor Book Writing Checklist. And so I'm going to share with your audience at the end a link where they can download it. And it basically just breaks down. If you want to write a book, an ebook, um, a uh, just improve your sales copy, this is how to create and how to document. Okay, t- a reference guide teaching your mo- your motivated sellers, your ideal prospects, something to draw them in. So if you want to do that, I'll share the link at the end, and you can write you know your own book. There's resources out there. I did it. Um, if you don't have the time to invest or you're more of a, the second kind of investor, the ROI, you know, ROI investors are just like, it's time, is money. They want to be at houses, closing deals. You said you were looking at three properties today. They want to be locking up more money. But all the other parts of the business, they want to outsource to other people. And so what we've right. done is become that outsourcing arm for real estate investors who are really serious about standing out and positioning their marketing totally differently. They inject a couple hours of their time. And then within 30 days, um, we plug them into some licensed content so that they can be passing out their book uh, for, to motivated sellers. We have some niche content for people who are trying to attract private money lenders. And then we have a whole backend system built around it. So we show them how to implement it because, you know, execution is everything. So that's sort of the two different ways real estate investors can use a book to leverage and get more of whatever they're trying to get.
0: Cool. I like it. So let's talk numbers, man. Uh, what kind of time commitment is required? How long does the process take and what are the costs involved?
1: Yeah, great. So if you go um, DIY, you know, it can be, you can do it on a shoestring budget. So that's good. Um, The time, it just depends on your proficiency. You know, for me, it took a couple hundred hours to do my first book. You know, there's the editing, the proofreading, you know, finding all the different people to help me putting them all together. Um, So for that one, it's more of a time cost, you know, so much than the financial. If somebody was more on the ROI side, you know, we have some licensed content that starts at about a thousand dollars and goes up just depending on what niche you're trying to go after. And so depending on what system you want to do and people can plug into it and then, you know, just run with it in less than 30 days. um, They can have their their book and, you know, be passing them out and putting it into your marketing. So there's, you know, there's two roads and, you know, it just depends on what you want to do.
0: I like it, man. How long does the process take? You said about a month, like best case?
1: yeah, so the way we work it is it's we have a really we really simplified the process, so real estate investors who get involved in what we do um, they plug in about an hour of their time. We have a real easy form where they supply their content or we get over the phone and help them It takes less than an hour and then from that point, within ten days, they get a digital proof. they approve it, we send them a physical proof, and then once they give us the green light, we send them their copies that come. Uh, with the package we send them all of their marketing materials all the templates we've created and so yeah 30 to 45 days they're passing their books out to the same people they're already marketing to Um, but you know now you know the sellers are seeing them the private lenders are seeing them more as the educator the advocate the trusted expert than just the salesperson so we found it we have case study after case study on our website of people who are using it. And it's just every day, it's just remarkable. I really don't understand why more people don't do it. I think it's just because people don't know about it. It's pretty new. and um, But you know how it works when you get in early on something. It's really good. And what's interesting about this is like what we're doing with real estate investing lead generation books, I don't think has really been done before on a big scale like we're doing it. But it's it's interesting because it's new, but it's not. Books have been around for 4,000 years. You know, books, books of probably going to still be around. Um, so, the, the code that I have, you know, before I forget, I want to share it with your audience. Is that it's now an okay time to give- Yeah, now's a great time. Share it up. And uh, so, it's, so, the website is, uh, our company for our publishing is dealschasingyou.com. And then if you just go to dealschasingyou.com forward slash dodge, D-O-D-G-E, then for a limited time, you can download a copy of the book, Real Estate Investor Book Writing Checklist, you know, check it out and, uh, you know, just consider using it's basically the framework on how to write a lead generation book to motivated sellers or private money lenders. And it's, it's the guide that I wish I had when I started, because when I wrote my book, I got about halfway and I had to almost go back to the beginning because I just didn't have a lot of book writing experience and I didn't understand, you know, the structure. So we put all of that in this book. And like I said, for a limited time, we're offering it as a free resource so I hope you use it, implement it, and get a lot of um, you know a lot of value from it. And then there's some other free videos and stuff you can check out on our website. Um, maybe it'll answer your questions.
0: No, that's perfect, guys. Don't forget, dealschasingyou.com forward slash dodge. That's my last name if you aren't familiar. So dealschasingyou.com forward slash dodge. And he's giving away a free copy. Max, I got a couple quick questions for you real quick. Yes. So the, t- the time commitment is obviously very short, an hour or two, right? The process takes an hour. This is assuming that somebody works with you and not just do it in them themselves, right? <laughs> um, it takes the process for after they do that hour or two with you. It takes roughly, you know, from they send you a proof 10 days later, give or take. But you're talking maybe about a month, give or take, right? What are the costs involved um, with the different options like again not do it yourself like they come to you right is there a couple different packages or is it just one option that's the first question second question is once this book is done where do they go buy it from and order it from are they going through you to buy it every time or is it a publisher directly or is it kdp and amazon or how does that work
1: yeah sure so you know our our prices for the niche content because we have a bunch of different ones you know they adjust all the time and we're always adding to our packages and so The best place to get all the pricing info is just to go to the website and then uh, we have all of that on there because I don't want to say a price, you know, and then it changes. Yeah, it may change. I got you. Okay. um, I got you. And then then your second question was where they go. So we have, um, so we use like a print on demand publishing company like Amazon. And so what we do is we give our our audience um, and our students two links. One is a link for the retail link. So they can share that retail link with their audience, their motivated sellers, They go on there, it's got reviews and people can buy the book themselves uh, at the retail price, which, you know, people are used to doing. Books are seen as a valuable item, more valuable than other things. And then we also give them the link where they can buy their books at cost. And at the time of this recording, you know, our students are buying um, copies of their books for, you know, between four and $5 each. So, you know, I don't know about you, but when I was doing a seven touch, you know, yellow letter campaign, you know, I was paying a dollar a touch and you know the conversion rates weren't you know super high. They were high enough, of course, to make sense. Now um, you know by by getting these books in you know warm leads' hands, um, it's we're actually paying less than we were for glossy brochures. We're we're paying less than we were for junk mail that was getting thrown away that people didn't want. So now for four or five dollars, we can give somebody a book. They cherish it. They keep it a long time, and um, and it has so much more weight not just physically on their table but in in the mind share um, of the prospect so that's why it's been kind of a economically it's been such a home run deal
0: okay so max very cool good information um what was i have how many pages is the book i'd imagine for four or five bucks you're looking at maybe 150 pages give or take because my books are almost 300 pages and I think my cost through Amazon's somewhere around like the 6 to $7, like the cost cost of it. So I would imagine you're probably around 150 pages, give or take. Is that about right?
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's correct. Mm-hmm.
0: Very cool. And then uh, the other question I had for you was if somebody buys the book retail, because there's going to be people that just go buy it and they don't want you to send a copy because they don't want to talk to you right away and they just want to go buy it directly and you give them that link. You know, that's a five, six, seven dollar profit margin. Does that come back to the individual or who keeps that?
1: Yeah, so, you know, it's pretty skinny uh, profit margin on, like I said, selling books. The number one way is to get more uh, motivated sellers. So, um, you know, after the publishing company does their thing, uh, there's not really a, a ton left over. So, we don't, we don't, the students that have come onto our program haven't really seen anything substantial from that. What they've actually done is built out some landing page templates. That we have set up, and have either, um, if they want to make profit on the book, have kind of just like sold it themselves instead of through the other company. But most of them have been just uh, sending them out to the to the prospects for free. And we yeah. also
0: have a, not a big uh, deal. Just curious. I figured I'd ask. You know. So,
1: well, another thing is a great question. I wanted to just throw this in. So one of the things we do is we host a um, like a flip book, and so we a lot of our folks give out that link to people before they give them a physical book. And so it's mobile and digital, you know, desktop optimized. The person can get the book digitally and um, you can get them to it instantaneously and there's no cost. And then if somebody wants the next level, they kind of like Perry Marshall style, you know, marketing, raise their hand and then we give them the physical book. So we sort of have like a whole process set up that's been, um, you know, tested to convert the best. Wow.
0: Max, I love it. Great content. I'm an author, but not that kind of author. So I'm interested in checking out some of the pricing and looking at the website. Um, this has been very cool. It's been a good, uh, a good podcast. Max, thanks for coming on. Uh, guys, again, welcome, Max Keller. Go check him out. Close more deals and raise more money. We didn't even have time today to talk about raising private money. But what couldn't be better to show your private investors that you are the authority, right? You are the expert. You know, they're only going to want to lend to the expert in the market or the authority. And by having a book, I know firsthand, mine are more focused on teaching people and coaching people, but it makes you the authority by having the book. So do it yourself or go check out Max over at dealschasingyou.com and then do the forward slash Dodge, D-O-D-G-E. And you're going to get a free ebook on the, what well, what is it? max like the bullet points and the things that you need to write the book
1: yeah real estate investor book writing checklist so if you want to go book ebook just improve the copy on your website you're just trying to get better at getting more of the people you're targeting this uh this is book just breaks down the five steps that you know just make it kind of easy button for you so you just plug the answers into the questions and then you know boom out out uh, pops the new marketing tool so that's that's going to be good if you want to go diy
0: Yep. I love it. Max, thanks again for coming on the show today. It's been a pleasure. I'm grateful for you and your time. And uh, I think the business that you're, that you're working with here and working on is amazing. I think it's going to bring a lot of value to a lot of people, but it's also going to separate you. If you are in a market that's really competitive, guys, this is going to help separate you from all these other investors, right? Max has got a great approach too. You know, don't just go drive right to the house right away because then you're just another one of these people. Instead, maybe send them a book, maybe even drop one off to them, and then go back a day or two or three days later after they've had time to read it. And you're going to basically eliminate your competition. It's awesome. Dealschasingyou.com for pricing, forward slash dodge for the free ebook. Max, thanks again for coming on the show. It's been a pleasure, and we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Discount Property Investor Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and subscribe to help us reach a wider audience. To jumpstart your real estate investing career, visit FreeWholesaleCourse.com, the most complete free course on wholesaling real estate ever. We would also appreciate it if you left us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. Thank you in advance for your support. And remember, you make your money when you buy. You get paid when you sell. Now let's go build some wealth.